Trash talk, a show like no other Four high school friends who like brothers Trash talk, honest and authentic They like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with no splinter Just a couple of nerds talking everyday life Keeping it entertaining, you just gotta subscribe Ay. Trash talk, we live in the mix Four brothers, can't nobody do it like this Ay. Tell me why you waiting Time to trash talk, come and join the conversation Let's go Trash Talk. We are the best garbage on the internet. We are live from New York, sort of, kind of, maybe. We're giving you our take on today's movies, TVs, animes, and more. Uh, Eric, have you seen Moon Knight yet? Uh, yeah. I was about to say New York. I was like, what the fuck? But I can't get what you're saying, <laughs> My name is CJ. Uh, I am joined today by my lovely guest, Eric. So, oh, oh, what's up, guys? Sorry I haven't been here. Uh, I do have some great news, though, and I do want to let everybody know, and then I, if that's okay with you, CJ. Go ahead. So, after a year of uh, ball crap and fighting uh, for, you know, to be able to see my kids, it's finally all over, and the judge has said, I am allowed to see my kids. So, I'm so fucking excited, and from now on, Yay. I will be attending more often without any interruptions. And that's always good to hear. Thank you, Eric, for your sacrifice and hard work. I'm glad the system worked out for you in your favor. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, Cassie is currently out with a migraine, uh, and Luis has a dinner with his sister for her birthday. So it is just the two-man show. And, of course, it's always a two-man show when we talk wrestling, which we're going to do later here in a bit. Hell yeah! Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so yeah, so originally Moon Knight was in New York, but this TV series is now taking place in London, which is, uh, hopeful for, you know, some cameos from, what's it, the Black Knight and, uh, Blade. Well, hopefully we'll see them. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. It really depends. Hey, um, I do have one question. I know, like, it's, like, random, but it's not, like, a spoiler or anything. I just want to know if it's true that those IR codes or whatever they're called, the QR codes, are they real? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding what do you mean, are they real? Oh, because they said, like, the QR co- there's QR codes inside the show. And that when yeah. you snap them, they let you view a comic of Moon Knight. Yes, this is true. Oh, yep. Shit, yeah. I gotta fucking try Both episode one and two. I don't know if you've seen the second episode yet. It was released last- yesterday when we were recording this. Um, they both have QR codes, both lead to comic books. I think it's, uh, werewolf something. I can't remember specifically, but yeah, those are real QR codes that lead you to read the comics from Moon Knight series. Cool. Cool. Uh, if you do know where the QR codes, please let me know where the rat, um, I would love to know. I'll probably have to go look them up by the way, but if you know, well, the first one is right by the sarcophagus when he's talking to the girl, uh, you can see it in the background. The second one is very obvious. Uh, it is on a, uh, on a storage wall? locker. Oh, it's a storage locker. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was. It, it's on the storage locker. Like, it's right in front of, like, it's it says number 43, and then there's a QR code. Immediately, you scan that, and you get to another comic book. Epic as fuck. Epic as fuck. All right. Yeah. That's did you, um, so are you liking Moon Knight so far? It did start off slow in the first episode. Really, really slow. Like, really <laughs> slow. Which was, it was alright, you know, but second episode, or well, towards the end of the first episode, it did pick up, but, uh, second, second episode, um, it, it got me, it hooked me, I loved it, 
I'm not gonna yeah. jump, jump, but uh, I do want to start from the beginning and work our way in towards you know episode two. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, you're fine. Yeah, episode one. I think we talked about it last week, if I'm not mistaken, because we talked about that and Master Chief. So episode two started off very intense. Um, very. We get to know more about Moon Knight and the character and Stephen Grant and with Mark Scepter and there's a lady now involved. I think her name's Layla or Lila. Lila. It's one of those. It's gotta be Lila. <laughs> Now, now you have me thinking about it. Layla, Lila. Diggle's, no, I mean, Diggle's it's, wife is it's, Layla, so I think it's Lila. It's really cool because you get to you kind of get to see um Mr. Knight, which is another doppelganger of sorts in the comic books. Like there there is a comic book character that looks like him, but he's more of a smart detective, a la can Batman. Um however, this is just because uh <laughs> Steven thought he's like the suit, the suit, and so he puts on a suit, and it's a, like a dapper suit. It reminded me very Deadpool like, especially with the eye animation. But it was gorgeous, and it looks so good. Oh man, I, I'm gonna tell you the Moon Knights uh, is eye uh, eye uh, animation is a little bit better than Deadpool to me. It looks a little bit better. Like they had more it's time good. to work on it. I did love that. Yeah, thing, I think so. That shit was cool. But I really thought he was gonna be like, "Where's my super suit?" <laughs> <laughs> now, for I really thought I thought he was gonna pull a fucking Samuel Jackson, but it was a uh, it was it was pretty good, man. It was a little um uh, how do I say it uh at first at first uh what's his name fucking uh Stephen uh, mm-hmm. uh the whole gift shop thing I just how, why do you work there, bro? <laughs> Come on, you gotta make well, a change. That's, the, that's <laughs> an interesting part though, because like you know. We're coming into this, and normally in the comic books, Mark, Mark Spector is the main character, but now we're looking at it from Steven's point of view. And so Steven's just lo- plopped in here, works at a gift shop, but we don't know where it kind of officially started because he's thinking, you know, his whole life that he's been alive kind of thing, but now realizing that, like, hey, uh, there's someone living inside me, and this this sucks. As you see in the episode, you kind of see him on the other side now of the mirrors. And he's like, oh, you you live like this? And it's kind of depressing, but holy shit, it's it's interesting take. Wasn't there, wasn't there somebody else who would do that? Like, they would look in the mirror and see the opposite of themselves? There was another, like, villain or superhero. Besides Green Goblin. Besides Green Goblin. I was thinking Green Goblin, but I can't think of any others at the moment right now. But something funny that, you know, you're speaking of, uh, there's a shot that Conshu uh, is chasing after Stephen Grant. He's holding, like, a bag. And it's in the storage locker facility, and the lights start flickering as he's moving forward. It's really funny that I say that because now we're gonna talk about Morbius later. There's a shot exactly like that in Morbius, and so it's just really coincidental that two Marvel franchises kind of had the same concept ideas when it came to like a horror aspect. Huh? Huh? Oh, I would have never fucking thought of that. Eric, you're cutting out. You're you're cutting out oh, a little bit. What was my that? Bad. I was I I kind of backed up from the mic because I was like, huh, like I now that you mention it, and I think back to it. Like, yeah, you are fucking right. I would have never put those yeah. two together. It was. It's really. It's really random that it happened back to back, kind of when they both came out. But it's just kind of funny to see that in the franchise films. Right. It's like they fucking had the same idea to like blend them in together in a way. I guess. Yeah. I, I, but we. We see more of uh, e- uh, Ethan, Ethan Hawke's yeah. character. I forgot his name, 
uh the dude that walks on glass he's terrifying he seems so calm and i like that like Konshu's talking shit to him and he's like is Konshu saying this is he saying that and it was really funny and it was, i was enjoying those moments uh arthur his name is arthur and um what you call it yeah kind of takes me on to like as a schiz- st- uh, schizophrenic schizophrenia kind of thing who does uh well like that's basically what it is no like uh steven he well, has mark it's, and it's now called uh did i believe which is uh i forgot the current terminology Cass would know if she was here but it is where it's just a self-identifying disorder uh where they kind of have multiple personalities i know that it used to be called something else back in the day but yeah now it's referred to as did isn't it the same thing for deadpool then did uh no deadpool's different in a sense because he breaks the fourth wall okay touche. and so he's really just talking to us the 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 character or the, the person you know outside of the comic or movie but with um mark specter or stephen grant there are actually multiple personalities that this character has oh okay that that's okay okay i see where it's going then all right just because he broke the fourth wall well, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. giving me off like the whole Deadpool multiple, like, because you know how Deadpool, uh, you know, does the whole thing, talks to the people and said, that's why I was yeah. like, oh shit, like, is he doing the fucking same thing? Just like, it's the same concept, but different idea, I guess you could say. No, it's, he's just talking to basically himself, but it's a different version of himself that we know so far. The, this, this comic book character is completely different for me from what the Disney Plus show is going, oh, but okay. I mean, it's, yeah, it's different. So when you read the comments, it's going to be 100% completely different. Um, they're taking this on a whole nother level, which is fine. And I enjoy it. You know, I can't wait to see what they do. I'm excited. I've started reading the comic books just for this series as well. Oh, shit. So I've, I've never really met, uh, read with uh, Moon Knight comics or whatever. Now, when you say different, though, like he's different. Like, is there a big, big difference or like small? Little? I mean, like I said, the the main character. I mean, there's not small it's it's in between the it looks like they're going with the same origin story mark was in the desert he was about to die Kanchu saves him as he's at, it's his avatar um and then you know you have the, the different personalities but so far from what i've seen it's it's not too different right now however they're they're doing it in a different style where steven you're rooting for steven and not mark basically but i wonder what's going to happen once they kind of work together Fuck, and it's Layla. Oh, also, also, it is more the the comic book. One of them is more intense because there was a scene where Moon Knight literally rips the face off of a guy, and it is the coolest fucking shit I've ever seen. Oh shit! Like Two Face kind of shit. Hey, so what? Like he's like a descendant of Mark, and and Mark was able to live on. Dude, no, no, there's no like this. They're just different personalities, man. I don't know. Um, the best I could say. You ever seen the movie uh, Glass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, he uh, the character that um, what's his name plays, the guy who plays fucking Xavier in the new newer X Men. Yeah, I forgot his um, name. James McAvoy. There you go, McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. Boy. He he uh, in Split he plays a character that has DID and that's kind of the same sense of where they're like taking over the body the per- the other person doesn't know however now Mark and well Stephen Grant now knows that like this is a thing yeah touche what about the whole uh, 
Layla becoming the new avatar for what's his name, Kanchu. That I have no idea. I've never, you know, I haven't ran into her. I believe in the comics, she's just like a love interest kind of thing, but I don't think it goes too far. Again, I'm still just learning about the character like this. We're getting to the point in Marvel films where it's like, I have no idea who any of these people, like I know of them, but I have no idea a thing about them. Uh, I guess I got to start reading on fucking Moon Knight too, shit. But I do like it. Yeah, though. go to Con. Oh, if you um i believe if you have like a amazon prime mm-hmm. you get this app called um comicology which c-o-m-i-x ology uh-huh. and uh yeah they have a bunch of comic books and mangas um and I, I mean i just use my prime and i get all these uh cool comic books i get to read i gotta you gotta send me a link to that so i could do that <laughs> okay yeah, yeah it's, it's for real Huh. But that, moving on. Uh, that's cool. Oh, though. sorry. Oh, I was about to say I'm ready for episode three. Like, like I said, to me it started off slow, but the ending of episode one and then episode two like took off for me. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it, it ends with them going to Egypt. I'm really excited to see where this is gonna go. Yeah. Uh, the ass kicking scenes have been so far so good, and like I said, the suit where the actual suit, the Moon Knight outfit, looks fucking intense when he. Uh, when he wraps around and like he gets involved in that uh, transformation, it looks so fucking cool. And before we move on from Moon Knight, I do have just one question for you. Well, just one. Yeah, go ahead. How do you think they're gonna introduce Blade? Because I know they are. They're already setting setting him up because he's about to make a big movie. Well, yeah, he. I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's gonna like make a quick cameo in. Uh, Moon Knight, and then we kind of get the origin story, or we get like a story from him. But I'm really curious to see, you know, how they're gonna do it because I have no idea, honestly. I, do you have any ideas? I really think uh, Moon Knight's gonna look for Blade. Uh, I think it's gonna be something that they're looking for, like a artifact, an artifact that mm-hmm. uh, like either Kanchu or Mark are gonna be looking for. And I believe Blade is gonna not be in possession of it, but know where to find it. You know, uh, since he's that would be sick. Since a he's, lot of uh, dealing with like ancient monsters and whatnot. Well, vampires, of course, but how they're ancient monsters still, <laughs> and they still fall under the yeah. line of like mummies. You know, they're going to Egypt, the Carsophagus, all that shit. So I'm. That's how I think. I think it's gonna be a fucking artifact. Maybe. I mean, it, there is potential. I know. Um, yeah, a lot of people want the Midnight Suns, which are a group that fight like mystical creatures, like mummies vampires stuff like that yes sir uh it has daredevil not daredevil it has uh blade black knight what's his name ghost rider yeah dr strange and some other people that i'm aware of so far oh okay cool 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 is there like oh never mind you don't i just about to ask you who are the main means like the current current i yeah i'm not sure i'll find that out again we're getting to that realm of just like i need to look look this stuff up to know more well, we will continue this conversation next week after episode three. Yeah, we're moving on to my favorite segment, but Luis is not here. So he sent us this lovely uh, audio form of it, but we don't have it. So pretend as we just heard the news. The news. It uh, <laughs> uh, looks like Twitch removed the feature that allowed streamers to pay their way to the front page due to them using it to, po- to push porn streams to the top. So they got rid of that, and that's kind of funny. Wasn't that technically always cheating, though? Because if you had the money, you could just basically pay for yourself to get it. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about that, and so 
they uh you know i guess this is a way to kind of counteract that but i mean twitch twitch okay that's one thing i hate like why are they trying to make something that's not for that like you know it's not for porn everybody knows you can't do that shit on there you can't even slip a nip well, no, without they're just, banning you. you know? They're just doing that to, to protest, I'm assuming, the pay to get on the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, man, like, come on. But, don't make Twitch. Because, like, OnlyFans. Did you know OnlyFans was, like, a cooking thing? I think I mentioned this before. It was a cooking Yeah, thing. it was supposed to be, like, cooking, working out, stuff like that. Yeah, and then they got into porn. into the porn industry, I, which isn't bad. No, I mean, it's not bad, but I hope they don't do that to a gaming platform, you know? Oh, that I was, doubt they will. If so. anything, they'll probably have their own site somewhere and people just go to that. But in a way, yeah, I am kind of glad that they took off. That's my opinion. Uh, they took off the pay thing, the pay to be up front or whatever. Like, that's cheating. It's just cheating. Work a little way. bit, yeah. Work your way. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, CJ, we have... work your way. Oh, fuck. I'm still at the bottom. But uh, Bandai Namco finally revealed there's going to be a Gundam series after seven years. Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. It's the first one to feature a female lead in franchise history. This is going to be fucking epic. I'm waiting for like yeah. all these fucking new animes. Now you got Gundam coming back. It's about to go down. <laughs> is there like a? I'm really excited. I really like Gundams, and so I really can't wait to see what kind of uh, mechs they come up with. Is there a year? A year? Uh, like a year? Or more? I don't have any of that information. Sorry, boo boo. All good. All good. I can't wait though, dude. <laughs> I really do miss Gundam, man. I miss the OG stuff, dude. That I mean, come on. Adult Swim or right after school you get home right after or right before Dragon Ball Z. Come on, bruh. Yeah, they had Sailor Moon and Gundams were always the best ones. Fuck. Along with Dragon uh, Ball speaking, Z. Yeah, hate it. Speaking of more anime, and I have a question for you after I read this here. Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2's final episode has arrived, but the story continues and it's confirmed that there's going to be an Attack on Titan Final Season Part 3 to release in 2023. I thought this was the last one. Now there's a third one? Yeah, they. it's supposed to technically have 20-something episodes, and I think they did like 8 and 6 or some shit like that. It's supposed to be like, yeah, 26. But it's about to get like... Remember how they showed Levi fight the Beast Titan? It was like fucking epic as fuck. Like they really focused on the angles that it was taking and charging in at him and dodging. Like yeah, great CGI. Well, they're gonna try to push yeah. that barrier on these last final parts. They haven't really released everything yet, but the fucking story is getting crazy. And yes, it is coming to an end. I'm assuming, is it be? Do you think they're doing this because of shows like Demon Slayer that has phenomenal fucking animation that is pushing the envelope of anime? Uh, it could, yes, because of the fact that Attack on Titan, um, as an anime, I don't know about money wise, but Attack on Titan is a great story, like no bullshit. So the fight scenes are great and stuff like that. So if you haven't seen the Attack on Titan, my advice is you do go watch it really pay attention it's a it's a great story it's fucked up but it's a great story and i mean fucked up in a good way yeah so far i think i think i'm on the last season here before the uh part two episode like i'm on the part two uh i haven't seen all of it because i kind of watch dub just because i do things while i'm watching the anime mm -hmm. but i've heard uh you know i've heard that it's or I've seen, so far from what I've seen, it's been fucking amazing as well. Yeah, so, I mean, and in you are correct. It is because things like uh, Demon Slayer, 
being huge, they gotta like uh, how do you say it? Manipulate the time, try to get an opening to where either it's before or after something great like that. Because like right now, you got uh, a Shield Hero, the Rise of the Shield Hero coming back. You have Overlord coming back. Uh, you have like a bunch coming out this coming uh, this coming week, uh, this weekend or next weekend. Like a bunch of animes are coming back, and it's taking over, man. So I guess they're just trying to find the timing in between things. You know, letting out too oh, many maybe. good things at once. It's going to spread the viewers' visions. They're not going to be focusing on something like Attack on Titan. Because, I mean, it's like you said. So, if they release Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan at the same time, nobody's going to watch Attack on Titan as much yeah. Be, I mean, that's know, before Demon Slayer. I would watch Demon Slayer before Attack on Titan, even if Attack on Titan <laughs> came out before Demon Slayer. You get me? Um, there is a lot of good television and anime out right now. So, yeah, it is one of those things to try to keep people's attention is to do the best and even, you know, space it out if need be. Yeah, man. It's like they're just going to cast out there and be like, psych, you got to wait a whole nother year, which is good, though. It's cool. So, you know, speaking speaking of spacing things out or, uh, you know, pe- keeping people's attention, the famous E3 is not going to be held any uh, this year. There's no physical or digital e3 happening uh eric what are your thoughts on that man first of all did something fucking happen did somebody get shot did they shoot the president of that e3 company or something are there death threats (laughs) was there a bomb threat no it's just one of those things where they just decided not to do one this year i think don't bullshit me and tell me it's because of covid nobody fucking cares about covid no more (laughs) no i don't think it's any of that i think what happens is that they're less and less producing content in that you know in the gaming sphere and now with um one of the guys making the game awards it's kind of now that's the e3 and e3 is just kind of you know a tale of its old time and is now just kind of fading into obscurity sadly that's what i just asked i was like could they be falling out you know yeah i mean because what playstation had held their own network so did xbox and now with the internet, you know, all these announcements can just be made virtually and not really need to be held in E3 anymore. Do you think they're going under under? Like you get what I'm trying Possibly. to say? Possibly. Like bankrupt. Yeah, I think they're I think they'll I mean, I don't know about well, bankrupt, but, but you know, going under though. Yeah, I think they're gonna stop just producing and I don't think E three is gonna exist in the future for too long. Wow. That's fucking crazy. I can't see them giving it up. I hope somebody just buys it and just, you know, tries to do something with it, you know? Uh, they have to, I feel like they would have to make it more entertaining and or worthwhile to keep it would, going. They would need a few hits. Not like yeah. just one big hit that can go on forever. No, they need quite a few hits for it to come back. That's fucking crazy, though, dude. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Can't believe that shit. You might as well get the fuck out of there and put somebody else in their place. Uh, we'll see what happens in the future. But speaking of uh, things coming back, Bill Skarsgård, it or Pennywise, uh, is gonna be ca- or he's casted in the lead role for. Uh, he is casted in the lead role for the Crow reboot. So they're bringing back the Crow, and he's gonna be the main character. Who the fuck was the Crow again? It was Brandon Lee. He was no, um, the son of Bruce. Oh, he was he there. Took the bullet to the face. The son of Bruce. Mm-hmm. And he passed away sadly because of that production. 
And so um, they're ma- they're making a reboot, and they're gonna put uh, Bill Skarsgård, Skarsgård. Oh, but you know, Brandon Lee did a fucking. To me, he did a damn good job in the OG. You know, and I'll be honest. I still haven't seen the original Crow. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I liked it as an OG movie with very little, like limited production skills. Not as much as what they have today. It was a real good movie. And Brandon Lee did a good job. Um, it's for me. It's one. Isn't of those... that where Sting got his face mask from? His face paint was from that movie, yeah. or was it the other way around? No, I think you might be right. Because uh, Sting came after that movie, no? I think that's something you have to look up. You look that up why? Because well, Sting was around wrestling before, and he was like a surfer guy, but then he went into the Crow Sting, but I think it was because of the Crow, the movie. Yeah, I think that's what gave him the idea, because then that's when he started doing the face painting, and I do remember the same kind of like, wah, wah, like the Crow thing going on. So, I mean, you could be right. Could be right. But, like I said, for me, it's one of those things where, like, I've already seen Brandon Lee do it, and to me, he did a well job, so it's like bringing somebody else, you got some shoes to fill. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But, hey, uh, Bill, I mean, he does a badass job as Pennywise. I kind of I kind of want to see this. I want to I see how he takes it. You know what I'm trying to say? I will probably watch the original before watching this one, but, yeah, I agree. It's going to be real. Uh, I can't say anything for Bill, but I, the, the Curl movie is real good. I hope they don't change anything. Or add anything. If they do add anything, like nothing like major to disrupt the story. Those are Oh well time will tell. My hopes. My hopes. Yeah, time will tell. <laughs> and then uh speaking about um changing things are up or I don't know, I can't get a good segment a good segue here. But Guardians of the Galaxy three broke a world record with prosthetics. Uh James Gunn just tweeted the other day heard from our makeup folks at legacy effects that guardians of the galaxy volume 3 has officially passed the world record for the most makeup appliances created for a single production surpassing uh surpassing the grinch so it looks like they made a world record with uh makeup prosthetics i'm really excited to see what kind of aliens and creatures we're gonna get with uh volume 3 no shit that's what i was about to say who the fuck are they introducing like i do you think they're gonna bring like uh like Ah, shit, man. Like, ah, how do I say it? Like, (laughs) not so much, uh, like, bad, bad guys, but, like, more people, like, the old, like, Sylvester Stallone, how he was a part of the Ravagers or whatever. You think there's it's gonna be more yeah. like that, like a like a war in space? Well, no, because you you have uh, Warlock coming, and so I know the the character from where the yeah Adam Warlock he's coming. Yeah, his son. Not his son, just him. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I thought it was his son. What do you mean? Wait, didn't fucking Star Lord have a son? No. Or didn't that yellow bitch take his DNA by sleeping with him and made a fucking son with his DNA because he was a I celestial? I don't think. I don't think. I don't think she knew that, and I don't think she took his DNA. I think it's just they were creating. Adam Warlock, and now he's gonna finally be out. Cause she fucked him in the comics. She fucked him, and I'm saying she fucked in him. The... <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I I know that for a fact. Like she fucked him. I know that for a fact. She fucked Star Lord, and I remember <laughs> uh, reading something that she took his DNA and created Adam based off his DNA when he still had his Celestial's power. That's why Adam is able to be half a, well, he's half a Celestial. 
Um, but yeah, he was made in that little fucking container at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, in the comic books, he's made out of out of a cocoon. I don't know the specifics on his origin story, but I know he comes from a cocoon, and he was one of the holders of the Infinity Gauntlet before Thanos. Yeah, he's... he made a, he played a big role in, in Infinity War, so I don't know what his, uh, I guess, story is going to be coming from Guardians Volume 3. I would like to see an Adam, an Adam Warlock, like, TV show or something. And, you know, because Adam, like you said, well, he, he is a big, like, he does play a big role, too. Yeah. It, w- it would be good, because, I mean, he can, he can, he's on par with the, like, he can handle the Watchers. Yeah, he has. Can he? Yeah, he's fought against uh, Galactus before. I believe so. Yeah, Adam. He's. I know for sure he's killed Thanos. Let's see. Mm, yeah. I don't know for sure on that one. Yeah. Like I said, my knowledge when it comes now is coming to a little bit of. Uh, I need to look that up to make sure because I do not know the answers. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, they're bringing out all this new stuff, so it's kind of hard to like keep up with everything. Like at first, it just started off with like, of course, Hulk. Um, Hulk, you know, Captain America, those are, like, things we know of. But when they started bringing in these other characters, like Iron Fist and Luke Cage, like, shit started to get fucking wild. And I love it. I love the wildness that they bring into the MC Universe because, like, it's, like, any way they want to go with it, they'll fucking take it. That is true. Which is good. I mean, good. More characters, more stories. It's going to be fucking epic. And are they really getting that guy? Uh, yeah, he's... he's Will? He's casted. I, I forgot his fucking last name, but Will? Are they really getting him? Yeah. That's the guy who does he's, the whole uh, Waterfall song in that uh, one movie. Meet the Millers, oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. No, he's not Joker. I don't think he's... Plays that. No, it's a different Will guy. Pol- Will Poulter, that's his name. Poulter, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he, he is going to be Adam Warlock. And apparently, um, James Gunn himself said that he was doing an amazing job. So, I can't wait to see him. No shit. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this then. If he, I mean, he's getting, <laughs> he's getting James Gunn to say that shit. Oh, man. That's... Oh, man. This is this is good. This is, this is good stuff. Well, speaking of good stuff, I don't know if you saw the outline that we had. But now Halo has an official cookbook. Nah, I'm not feeling that. Why not? Uh, uh, okay, there you go. You heard Ferg's that you know why Eric's not a fan of the cookbook uh, just from that like, alone. I, like it's I saw the like the picture you sent me with the burger and whatnot. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't get the churros. Mm. Yeah, I, I get that, but it's like ah, bruh, like like, come on, we already have that shit. Like, I thought this cookbook was going to be, like, oh, like, to make, like, a space-type food or something, you know, like, I don't know, like... What are they, yeah, they're going to make fucking jackal lantern pizza? Like, what, what do you yeah, mean? fuck yeah, kill a jackal, put the eyeballs on pizza. They they have, um, someone had tweeted, but they have, uh, Master, Master Chief Chili. Okay, and so now, yeah, okay, now I have to check this out. I love me some chili. Uh, I'm actually gonna look that up yeah, right now. That's the cheap chili. Keep talking. <laughs> All right, and so that was the news. 
we were going to discuss Morbius, but because everyone's out, we decided that we're going to do our WrestleTalk podcast. Um, so we're going to talk WrestleMania 38. That's good. Our trash of the week. Um, it's a two night event that happened this past, what, Sunday, Saturday? Uh, yeah, Sunday and... Yeah, April 2nd and April 3rd. Yep. Um, night one was pretty decent. I'm just going to read this off Wikipedia. Eric will will kind of intertwine with the matches. In the opening bout, we had the Usos defending the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions with Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I believe Boogs got injured. I, I didn't see the beginning of the match, yeah, but was that up. true? Yeah, he, it, was, uh, they, uh, it was when they threw him against the fucking barricade. Yeah, fucking hurt. He tore his ACL or something, right? Yeah, it was nasty, dude. He was lipping. He couldn't... Nakamura couldn't... I know Nakamura could have, but, uh, like, he didn't want to make it seem like he did everything alone, even though we know he could be a solo wrestler. Um, yeah. I really think, like, he... They could have put up more of a match if he didn't get injured. And Nakamura was basically... I mean... Two Usos, I mean, that's that's a fucking challenge right there, bro. But shit, you know, they're always on the so, same page. Chemistry, they just flow together. He's going to be fucking taking hits left and right. So, yes, as Eric said, uh, the Usos leaving Nakamura to finish the match on his own. The Usos hit the 1D, which is kind of like the 3D on Nakamura to retain the titles. Yeah, It was a good fight, though, but and I then felt bad the- for Nakamura. I felt, <laughs> dude, he took the fucking super kicks to the face, man. Bold. Like, that shit sucks. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, that shit sucks. Yeah, no, being left alone sucks on the tag team match. Fuck yeah. Uh, the next match we had was Drew McIntyre taking on Happy Corbin, who was accompanied by Madcap Moss. Near the end, McIntyre became the first person to ever kick out of the end of days, which was mentioned by the announcer table or the announce team. Following this, McIntyre hit the Claymore kick on Corbin to win the match. And then Moss tried to do a sneak attack, but McIntyre slashed that sword that he's always carrying, and it destroyed the ropes, which is kind of cool. Yeah, he cut the... What do you think about this match? It was actually pretty good. And he, what's his name? Did uh, Man- He didn't uh, intervene. But uh, him and Corbin, uh, McIntyre and Corbin, back and forth, bro. Back and fucking forth. It was a great fucking Yeah, they match. do fight a lot. They have been fighting a lot lately, Yeah, well, too. they're, like, people don't really, like, think their feud is great and all our stuff, but I think it's great because... They give it the raw. They're taking hits and giving hits in the matches at least, you know, 10 to 12 minutes, you know, which is a good match to me, taking all those chingasos, taking two claymores or taking a end of days and high risk maneuvers. You know, you, you're taking a lot of damage and giving a lot. It was real good. I just thank God that, you know, the, I love McIntyre. Don't get me wrong. He's a great wrestler. I just didn't like when he did the Alabama slam to Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Cop. Madcap, Mad yeah, Madcap, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. That's the only thing I didn't like. But when I saw him pick up Corbin, I was like, no, not again, please, no, not again. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, I just didn't want anybody else to get hurt, you know, like Biggie. No, that's fair. Whew, like, I didn't want none of that shit. Okay, so this is where I started watching. It was the third match. You had Rey Mysterio and Dominic, who is his son taking on The Miz and Logan Paul. I shit you not, yes, listeners, Logan fucking Paul. Throughout the match, Paul would disrespect Eddie Guerrero by doing the Three Amigos, which is basically just three suplex in, in succession, as well as doing a little um, shimmy that Eddie Guerrero used to do and did a flock fast on Ray. In the end, Ray and Dominic were about to pin uh, Logan Paul, 
but Miz tagged himself in, hit Ray with the skull crushing finale, which is finisher, and then they uh, they won the match. And after that, Miz hit Paul or Logan Paul with the skull crushing finality to kind of turn on the Miz. Okay. Or on uh, Logan Paul, sorry. Quick with the rewind, did you say he disrespect Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Uh, that was no. that's, he was a heel. Yeah, 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 but it wasn't. What do you mean, no? No, 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 no. Ray Mysterio, like, uh, there was an interview, uh, with Logan Paul. Oh, Eric, I'm going to, I'm going to act like your best friend, Luis, and I'm gonna do what Luis does, even though he's dead, and that's not disrespectful to you. Like, I'm gonna do that to you. That's so disrespectful. no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Like Ray, like. Because he wasn't planning on doing any of that stuff. He was only going to do the stuff that he was trained for. The Three Amigos was Ray's idea. You're going to believe that interview? Fuck that. <laughs> it was it was Ray's idea. Even he said it. Ray said that it was his idea yeah. to do the Three Amigos. Yeah, like it was... Which is, quote unquote, disrespectful. How, though? He was just... Because, listen, uh, Eric. You have to, Now we're going to talk about this as, a, as a smart marks. You know, going into the into the business, so allegedly Logan Paul was only signed on if he made to look like the good guy at the end of the match. That's why the Miz turned on him. So the Miz looks like, oh, I'm a bad guy. I'm even turn on the bad guy. So the Miz and Logan Paul were quote unquote bad guys in this fight, fighting against obviously Dom and Ray, who are the good guys. So doing those copying those moves is a form is a form of disrespect during wrestling. So, like, if you steal a finisher, that's technically a heel, which means, like, the bad guys move. Like, it's a bad thing. It's a quote-unquote bad thing to do. Yeah, okay. I I see where you go. I was like, I thought you meant, like, disrespect, like, like mad, mad disrespect. Not storyline disrespect. No, no. Oh, okay. He was doing it story-wise. Like, he was being disrespectful story-wise. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, But obviously, obviously, he wasn't because he was, like, you know, actually enjoying the match. A lot of people really didn't like him because, you know, it's Logan Paul. Like, who the fuck would, would you like him? But I think he was, he did really good to entertain he really felt like he wanted to be in there, uh, which was nice. And he came out looking like a fucking superhero with a goddamn Pokemon card wrapped around his oh, neck. You know, you can't tell me you're a, right? you're a good guy with a goddamn Pokemon card around yeah, your neck. Absolutely. You know, he had a concussion, right? On the second of the three amigos, he. Mm, I don't believe that interview, but uh, mm, that, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about because you sent me the TikTok. I don't believe I it. Like, yeah, I don't me. know, but if you look at it though, like he he does have like a whiplash effect. I don't know about the concussion. But it sure as hell did look like he may have gotten whiplash. Like he shook his brain. Like yeah, like I saw when like the way it went up <laughs> and back down. I was like he did not have control of that. So he may not have gotten a concussion, but I know he shook the shit out of his own head doing that. Oh yeah, landing, landing, and taking bumps on a wrestling ring is really fucking hard. Like those rings are hard. Yeah, that's not a lot of people yeah, know that. That shit was crazy. But no, like you said, I he did pretty good. You know, uh, entertaining. He did well. Wrestling oh, yeah. wise, you know, he, he just has work to do. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's it's hard when you don't do it like day in day out, like a lot of people true, do. True, true, true. But you know, if Miz is training them, and uh, you know, as Miz's character, there are some characters of Miz I do like and I don't like. But Miz, as a person training somebody, <laughs> he is pretty good at it. And you know, if Miz is going to continue to train him, uh, I can expect some things from Logan Paul. I'm not saying. He'll be a WWE champion, but maybe he can make it as a tag team or intercontinental. Maybe. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, for the fourth match, we had the Raw Women's Champion match, which was defending champion Becky Lynch taking on Bianca Belair. At the beginning of the match, Lynch hit a manhandle slam for a near fall. 
Uh, Lynch also locked into this arm her before Bianca reached the ropes. Uh, we had uh, Belair getting in last second. After trading counters, Belair hit the KOD, which was her finisher, to win the match and win the Raw Women's Champion. To me, this was the best match out of day one. Yes, I just didn't like Becky's hair. She came out looking like Mia Jovovich in the fifth element. Yes and no. I think there was a there was a design choice that she had. She had her hair cut from Bianca Belair the night before during SmackDown, I believe, because Bianca uh, Becky tried to cut Bianca Belair's hair, yes. but that got reversed. And then I know Becky's Lynch got her hair cut. Um, and she she did look familiar. I can't remember the exact person she copied, but her outfit was kind of similar to something that I have seen before. She looks like something for Mad Max, you know, I can. Something like yeah. that, yeah. It was a good but yeah, this was a great match. Um, what I ended up liking about this a lot was that Bianca lost to Becky Lynch in SummerSlam in like 16 seconds, and everyone's so mad. But she finally gets her her revenge. You know, long term storytelling, a happy ending. You could tell she's like tearing the fuck up. And even the next day, she shows a picture on her Instagram where she got like literally kicked by Becky accidentally and had a black eye. But like, she was like, Oh yeah, no, I still fucking pull this off. Like, damn. All right. Yeah. Now, uh, I, w- I was really hoping, uh, she would win again. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Bianca Bella. I was really hoping she would win. Uh, the feud in between them two is really great. It is fucking epic. I really hope it's going to continue in, in like even greater ways because the Becky, Charlotte, and uh, Ronda was good shit. Like, how intense it got that they were yeah. doing chingasos. That's kind of the way I'm hoping Bianca and, uh, uh, fuck, can't believe Becky Lynch will fucking go. Like, they're going to push each other to the peak. And let's see if Bianca, ha- like, I she is champion. She has what it takes. But I want to see her in, like, tables, ladders, and chairs or Hell in a Cell, like taking those types of hits and stuff. Damn. Yeah, that, I, that just it's all I want to see. Like you know what I mean? Oh well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we had Seth Rollins versus a mystery opponent. After a short uh, wait, the mystery opponent said, "We out turning Cody Rhodes." Yeah. Ah, who would have thought from AEW, Cody Rhodes made his way back to the ring. Uh, he had a great fight with Seth Rollins. In the end, after Rhodes hit two crossroads in a row, uh, he hit also the bionic elbow, and then a third crossroads to win the match. Eric, thoughts? I have one question after my thoughts of the match. It does have to do with uh, Cody. What's that? Uh, what you call it? Uh, the match was real good. I did love it. It was fucking great how they were going back and forth and really doing each other in. God, I miss Cody in the fucking ring so much in WWE. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Like Even as Stardust, like... It was just like he always held up a tough persona. Like, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, oh, yeah. He was a badass, but I felt like they capped him. Uh, yeah, like they would cap him. Like, yeah, uh, like, you know, like, how do I say it? Like, they would keep him from shining or whatever, but that match was fucking great. However, oh, okay. That's yeah. what you mean by cap him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They would like keep him from doing. From doing uh whatever he has to do, you know what I mean? Like for for him, they kept him from yeah. fucking shining, and I didn't like that. And that was gonna be my question uh, with the interview that he had. And they that, held him back, is what you're trying to yeah, say. And and that was gonna be my question. Like, did, did you see that interview where he said that that the reason why he left WWE? 
Yeah, well, I mean, so he left WWE to start, well, technically not start AEW, but he left it to prove himself yeah. worthy. And so he left so he can show that, he, like, hey, I am worth something. And then luckily he started AEW with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Tony Khan. And then, you know, he was one of the faces there. But now that blew up and he's like, you know what? I want to go back to WWE. And he did a lot of there was a lot of controversy because he's the first to go from AEW back to WWE. But a lot of people, you know, give him respect because he wants to win a championship because his father didn't. And his father is Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, for those that don't know. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say to get into a little bit more depth about that. Uh, what you call it, Dusty? That's what he was saying. Uh, Cody Rhodes is tired of living in Dusty Rhodes' shadow. That's why he left WWE and started AEW, which is fucking great. It's perfect, you know. Fuck, you know, like I don't want to live in somebody's shadow. Fuck that shit. I'm gonna, of course, go move on, prove myself, like the way CJ was saying it perfectly. And he just so fucking did that. And he didn't just do that and for like a limited amount of time, made his name, and then just settled. Fuck no. That's what I love, how Cody, this comeback from Cody Rhodes went from a, living in the shadow, becoming his own person, coming back, knowing that he's suppressed, and now his family is living in his shadow. That's that's the way I see it, which is, which is a great, like, it's one of those underdog comeback stories that everybody loves so much. Oh, yeah. And, that's, and it's really surprising, and it's so weird to see him in a, in a WWE ring again, especially because of all the trash talking that he would do in AEW. But, you know, he's back and hopefully he can win a champion and I hope they utilize him better this time around. I really hope he can either I don't care who or what. I don't I, I hope he goes for Universal or WWE Heavyweight. He deserves it. He does fucking deserve it. And I'm just gonna say this that fucking tattoo on the side of his neck is one of the greatest American fucking tattoos of all time. Fucking great. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people do not like that tattoo. It's great. It represents but him. Eric does. It, it represents him. Well, yeah, it's his family's crest kind of yeah, thing in a sense. Yeah, it represents him. Like, you know, if, if your family crest was a dick and balls, you know, that's your family crest. You don't want me talking shit about you, disrespecting it. I mean, that's your family crest, you know? But that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, w what he puts on his body is his own thing. And if it has some type of meaning to it, it that's that's for him. It's not other people's body. They shouldn't be judging him. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, so the next match was advertised as the main event, but we'll get to that here in a bit. Yeah, Cody Rhodes! Wow. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Smack, what? I was like, what? yeah, Cody we Rhodes! On. We moved on. We moved on. <laughs> Come on, moving on. SmackDown Women's Champions, uh, Charlotte Flair defending against uh, Rumble Royal Rumble winner Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda tried to win with an armbar ankle lock, but Flair escaped. Ronda hit Piper's pit and got a three count, but the referee called it off due to Flair's foot being on the bottom rope. Flair locked in the figure eight, but Rousey escaped. Flair accidentally hit a spear on the referee. Rousey locked in the arm bar and making Flair tap out. However, the referee was down. Uh, so then after the, re after the referee got up, Flair hit a big boot on Rousey to retain the title. And so, Eric, what are your thoughts on that Fuck match? That match. <laughs> Fuck that match. Why? I didn't like it. I, it's just, mm. uh, I get it. It's hyping up to, to be something bigger. But, I mean, it's Ronda and Charlotte. They should have just fucking let them duke it out, like, to the extreme. WrestleMania. They should have made it a fucking tables, ladders, and chairs. Or even a fucking ladder match. You know what I mean? Like, make it intense. You. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't even care if it was a regular match. Because even if it's just a one-on-one, -on -one, 
you know, regular championship match, they would still do be doing like high risk maneuvers and throwing them into the table and into the wall, you know, getting in the ring before the 10 count coming out, making more damage. That's, that's what I was hoping for. I don't really like when people like when the referee gets hit. It's 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 one of my pet peeves. Like it's so stupid because the refs are trained to stay out of the way, and for them having to take mm-hmm. a hit to like make something of nothing to me, that's just plain stupid. Like we talk very differently because I talk in us in a smart mark kind of way, and you go with just like this the actual like if this was legit kind of thing. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. That's all it but is. That's just... Like I just don't like it. Like the ref knows to fucking move, and and. He's not going to just fucking get hit, you know, but for them to like stretch the match just because the ref gets hit, you know, to give that extra time or whatever. I don't like that. I don't like that. Like if you're going to want to give extra time, like then just for them to take it slow on doing like big damage to each other, like, oh, put them through the announcer table, get in the ring, wait for the eight count, like counter out, counter out kind of shit. Then you know what? Just saying, fuck it, rolling out of the ring and bringing her ass back up. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, extend it like that. Yeah. Don't fucking hit the ref. Like, to me, that's just stupid because, like, like Ronda should have won two out of three right there. No fucking bullshit. She should have won two out of three. That's what I fucking hate. Like, if you're going to make it for someone not to win, then, okay, they're not going to fucking win. But don't let them win and then the refs knock out. Like, I'm already tired of that shit. Oh, yeah. And, um, and spoilers. Oh, and also yeah. some things that happened. No, no spoilers. All some right. things that did happen. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of uh, uh, breasts that was shown. And so, I don't know if you saw it, but I had a lot of grayed out television when I was watching the wrestling. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Um, there was a lot of great people there. There was a lot of good stuff there. I didn't, like I said, like. Uh, that that last fight, nah, bullshit. It's just I didn't I didn't really fucking like it. And there was a lot of shit talking about the whole day day one of WrestleMania that they should have like yeah. Uh, well, we haven't done the main event yet, Eric. Oh, I know, but uh, like they should have like like the Ronda because Ronda and Charlotte was the main event for night one, correct? Technically, no. Oh, okay, for the women's though, right? They were supposed to be the main event for the women's. They were supposed to be the main event for night one, yes. However, a quote-unquote impromptu match uh, near the end was the main event technically because it was the last match to go on. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So technically, I see where it was going with... I know we're going to go with this one. Okay, I guess you can say yeah, uh, but I just still didn't like the match. But the, the way they did it just to put the next match, I guess it's all right. You know, gotta kill time. What do you mean? What, what are you talking? No, let. It was always that plan. Like, it was always that quote unquote plan to have Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, but I didn't. After 19 years, Stone Cold makes his way back to a wrestling ring. Obviously, they're in Dallas, Texas. So everyone's going fucking crazy because it's Stone Cold. Uh, Austin or Kevin Owens taunts him. He's like, oh, I bet you can't beat me, this French Canadian. And then Stone Cold's like, all right, let's do it. It's going to be a, what was no it? Uh, no hold barred. No hold bars Mets. Yeah, sir. Yeah, and they, and I thought it was going to be like, oh, a few kicks here and there and kind of like stunner. I thought and, it was pretty but cool. But no, they actually had a match. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I, I okay. 
You already know Stone Cold's my favorite uh, wrestler and whatnot. And I'm um, saying this uh, in, in advance, you know, because my sister Kiara and her uh, boyfriend went to Dallas and they were around the convention center and they brought me back a Steve Austin t-shirt. I just want to say thank you so much oh, to nice. you guys uh, for bringing me one. So if you're listening, you know, thank you, thank you. And I know you'll be listening, Mike. But um, yeah, um, they were over there and they brought me a shirt. I fucking loved it. But yeah, dude, I loved how Stone Cold was taking many breaks in the match to chug a beer. <laughs> his own beer, too, and by the his way. his own beer, which is, isn't that bad. I finally got to try it. It's really not that bad. It's one of the very few IPAs that I do like. It is not that bad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not a big fan of IPA, and Luis knows this. I'll try anything and everything, you know, to see what it is, and I do. But um, very few IPAs I like, but his is one of them. But that was, like, one of my favorite things that he was doing was drinking during the fucking match i loved it i loved it <laughs> it was great came out with the four-wheeler it was good you know and then even kevin owens tried to take his fucking four-wheeler stone cold drove him up the ramp was fucking suplexing him on top yeah of the they stage. did suplexes on the ramp stone cold is 57 years old for those that don't know and it's not that old if you think about it but he hasn't wrestled in 19 years and he had a broken neck that's that's what stopped his career so early so it was really nice seeing him get his WrestleMania moment and ending his uh, his wrestling or his career at this match. I bet you Kevin Owens though was like so excited to work with Austin and like do all this stuff with him. Yeah, um, except it wasn't just one of his. Okay, it's part one of one of his greatest nights of all time. Oh yeah, Stone Cold had both nights. That was just ten out of ten for him. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It was a great match, too. Like I said, uh, Stoko did get his, like, stunner. Uh, the one thing that was pretty funny to me, even though it, I know for a fact, like, it was set up like that. It was funny how Stoko saw the chair coming and pulled an old school move and just fell straight to the ground. And the chair hitting the rope and going back. <laughs> um, what is it? Monday Night Raw or Raw's Nitro? Which one was it? Oh, no. Raw's War, right? Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Raw's War. Yeah, Raw's War. Yeah, that's when it first started when they would fucking do that shit. I just, like, that was a thing for Stone Cold. When they would come after him with the chair, they'll fucking hit the top rope and it'll bounce back and hit him in the face. One of my favorite things for it to happen. I fucking loved it. It was, it was great. It brought back a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. Fucking loved it, dude. Uh... And so that was night one. Night one, I thought was overall really good. I really enjoyed everything that they had to offer. My final, my favorite match being Bianca versus Becky. Um, and what was your favorite match of that With whole the week? The broke. same one. <laughs> uh, still Stone Cold. Yeah, I got it. Yep. <laughs> when the glass broke, baby. Yeah. I love when he 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 won, and then um he was just drenched in his own beer that night one and night two, I think. Oh yeah, we're about to get to night two. Starting off with night two, though yeah. the first match, CJ. What was it? It was RK Bro, which is Randy Orton and Matt Riddle uh, versus the Street Profits, who are Angelo Dawkins, Montez Forbes, and Alpha Academy, which is Chad Gable and Otis. You had Randy Orton and Riddle winning against, uh, well, defeating the Street Profits and pinning them. And I did see the match, but I didn't see the ending because I didn't think it was going to end that quick. I got up to take a leak. I came back and it was finished and I was kind of pissed about it. Um, <laughs> like literally like two fucking minutes of what you call it. 
Uh, yeah. So how did how did they win? What did they? How did it go? Because I know in the beginning of the match, you know, I like started... how out of all of them, out of all of them, you don't ask. But the one I don't have is this one, and you don't, and you fucking ask about it, and I don't know. Uh, because I love how in the beginning, you know, they were everybody was hitting, you know, their tag teams and stuff like that moves. I did love how uh Riddle and Randy Orton set up like the second rope uh, DDT. The RKO, they were both doing it. They were both in sync, you know. It was uh, two for one. They were, it was real cool. I liked that stuff. But in the beginning, when they were about to do the RKO on the Pro- Street Profits, uh, the Alpha Academy dragged them out of the ring, you know, and it started a whole riot. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't believe it, man. I can't believe I missed the winning the winning act just because I had to take a lead. <laughs> it sucked, dude. I was asking everybody, what happened? What happened? And everybody was like, oh, I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was like, oh, y'all fat asses eating food and shit. Y'all couldn't even tell me what happened. Fuck. I was, I was kind of mad about that one because I was hoping Randy won. Yeah, and it did. Uh, so moving on to match number two, we had Bobby Lashley defeating Omos by pinfall. That was pretty cool. Omos, Omos is like seven feet tall. Omos. Omos. Omos, Omos, yeah, Omos. Omos. Um, and yeah, I think that was a quick match. It was about six minutes. Um, yeah, uh, it was mostly just like power versus power, but Bobby Lashley overpowered Omos, and uh, and then now in Raw Monday Night Raw, you had MVP turn on Bobby Bobby Lashley Lashley to team up with Omos, and now he's the mouthpiece for him. And so we'll see how that goes. I mean, it was a good match. It was quick. Yeah, it's like you said, power versus power, but it was great, though. Bobby Lashley's face when Omos was throwing him around, that was enjoyable. Great match. I really hope uh, Bobby Lashley gets pushed to the main event against uh, Roman Reigns, but we'll see. And time will tell. You know, he he lost his championship match to Brock Lesnar, but it'd be nice to get it back. Next match. My favorite match coming up was Johnny Knoxville defeated Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match, and it was one of the funniest fucking matches of the night. I had, uh, you know, my family, well, my pops, my old man, uh, my dad, he kind of criticized, like, why are they doing stuff like that? I was like, come on, pop, you you know they got to put comedy in there. They have to put comedy in there. They don't want it. Well, to yeah, because be it's the Jackass yet. crew. They're gonna, yeah. yeah. It's not all gonna be serious. And then when he fi- when he finally noticed, he's like, "Hey, that's." I was like, and I was, I was saying, "It's like, yes, Dad, that's the guy from Jackass who do all the stupid stunts and stuff." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah," but he was laughing. But I do gotta ask CJ, what was your favorite part of Knoxville's match? Oh, easily the favorite part of the whole match was when Wee Man came in and started just throwing hands at Sami Zayn, and then uh, a little bit later he picks him up for a, a power slam. And uh, we Man actually gets a power slam on Sami Zayn, and it was kind of like a callback to WrestleMania three with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and uh, it was just one of those funny moments that everyone just cheered for, and it was really exciting. Oh no, man! Well, fucking Party Boy came out. I started fucking dancing too. Party Boy came out too. <laughs> yep, those were really good. You had a lot of you had a giant mousetrap which held down Sami Zayn uh, and helped him. Giant Axel get the pin, but you had a lot of a lot of funny spots in there. You guys should check out the match when you get a chance. A lot of props. It was great. A lot of funny props. Yes. All right. So we're running a low on time, so I'm going to go through this really quickly. We got the compact version. We had uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi defeating Carmella and Queen Zelina, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Natalia, and Shayna Blazer in a fatal four-way for the women's tag team titles. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Car, not Carmella. I really enjoyed uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks getting that win. They they felt like, you know, Sasha finally deserved the WrestleMania win. Oh, what are your thoughts I quickly? I uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. I think they fucking do deserve something. I know Rhea's a big time, but Liv does deserve, deserve something. Uh, overall, yeah, well, I did uh, like it, though, even though Sasha, even though the people I want didn't win, it was still great. 
Yeah. Um, I'll talk about Rhea here in a second after this one. Edge defeated AJ Styles via pinfall. It was a distraction finish because uh, Damian Priest came out to help Edge, and no one really expected that. But apparently him, or Damian Priest, Edge, and Rhea Ripley might be in that stable all together and kind of have that, like, brooding darkness thing, uh, like a darkness emo thing. people. Like, like, like the devil training is his fucking disciples because that's basically what I, I took it as whenever uh, Damian Priest did the whole kneel down in front of Edge because Edge is yeah. like this dark prince type thing. Yeah, and that's what it kind of goes by, it feels like, too. Because we you know when he came up on the little pedestal type thing, it kind of reminded me of Jet Li in the one where he's at the top of the Aztec thing. I mean, to me, it reminded me of um, The Brood oh, no, and Gangrel. It me of Shao Kahn, you know how he sits at the top on the chair? Yeah, it, yeah. it kind of reminded me of that shit. That was pretty cool. Uh, one of the weirdest matches next was Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch uh, defeating the New Day by pinfall. That was only a minute and 40, and that was because Butch kind of got in there and uh, made some distractions. And it was though. so fast and so weird. Butch was funny, though. Huh? Butch was funny. Like, eh, it, 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 he was eh. supposed to be... I really, I really like... Uh-huh. No, go. Oh. You fucking started, oh, go. No, I just liked it because like he was basically like a mini muscle. Like, oh, it's like... Let me add him. Let me add him. But if you know who Pete Dunn is, you won't like Butch because Pete Dunn was a really good wrestler in NXT UK, uh -huh. and that's who Butch is. Oh, I did not know and that. And they kind of ruined, yeah, they kind of ruined the character. So they capped him again. They, you know, they slowed him down. Yeah, they're holding him back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had Pat McAfee, which is a uh, a football kicker turned WWE commentator turned wrestler now, defeating Austin Theory. With Mr. McMahon via pinfall, that was a really good match. He he did a one hop right on top of the top rope and suplexed off the top rope to Austin Theory. Uh, it was very, very cool fighting. Uh, and then you had Mr. McMahon fighting Austin Theory, which was even super fucking weird. And um, But M McMahon won. And then, you know, obviously Stone Cold came out and just kicked everyone's ass. Yeah, fuck yeah. I fucking love the dude. How fucking... I did love how Pat McAfee was very agile, flipping everywhere. Loved it. Great. He did pretty good. Uh, I did love how McMahon made a return. And because McMahon made that return and, you know, McAfee did win. And then McMahon beat him or whatever. But I did love how Stone Cold came out and, you know, kicked it old school again. The nostalgia. Was fucking loved it. Started stuttering everybody. Beer everywhere. By the way, McMahon was 78 years old and this man took a stunner. Uh, this 78-year-old man did a bump in fucking WrestleMania. And what a fucking time to be no alive. Shit. And I was going to say, too, like, why does every old man got to be fucking ripped? He still has <laughs> it? Nah, but I did enjoy and it. And then... The main event, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE and Universal Championship. Roman Reigns winning via spear. Weird match. I felt like it was going to go a lot longer. It didn't. Um, and Roman winning. I mean, I kind of seen it coming because, you know, he's like the young up and coming talent. They said he ended so, it because they popped his shit. That's what people are saying, but then he just came back on Monday and he's fine. Like, you know, I, I people think it's a fake now, too, or it's a work, but who knows? Uh, I mean, if it's, just, Only a, Roman if it's does. just a shoulder pop, CJ, like, literally, you can do that, like, at your own house, pop it back into place, and you'll be okay. It'll be it'll be sore, but you'll be okay, you know? But I it looked like it because his shoulder did go in and down, if, if you kind of well i don't think you get what i mean but uh yeah and then uh cole was even saying i think he said it popped out and when he got up it was inwards like the shoulder was like popping out towards his pec 
which yeah, it was pushed out of socket. And then I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Well, it could be a work. It could be legit. But I mean, a lot of people did think he tore his tricep more than anything. Um, it, there's pictures going around, but it just felt like it ended too soon. Um, I I didn't like it. The, it was a bummer at the end. I thought it would be more explosive. But if there was due to an injury, I understand. You know, these guys got to be safe and they got to take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. True, true, man. Like, like I said, I didn't... Like, it's all good, but the worst injuries, I tried to fucking avoid. Like, the whole... I didn't like the mad, uh, mad cat thing. The going head first, Biggie. Please, future, you know, wrestling matches, WWE professionals. I get it. You know, I'm not a professional. Just careful, careful, please. That That stuff is, like, hard to see in a way. Y'all guys do such good work, and I don't need, I don't want somebody being lost because of a stupid stunt like that. Yeah, that's true. And th- that was WrestleMania night two. Overall, I think both nights were great. Um, I was really excited for the Jackass fight, honestly, out of anything here. But uh, the Pat McAfee one was just as good, too. Yeah, Stone Cold all the way, baby. Oh, I also want to say thank you, Taker. Uh, thank you, Triple H. Y'all guys are legends. Great. Triple H leaving his boots in the ring, retiring. That's it. And Undertaker doing one da- one last send-off where he faces like he's leaving the arena. And then he does that look, the breakfast club thing. He looks behind him and then raises his fist. The <laughs> breakfast club. Yeah, I fucking love it. You know, it was great. It was a great send-off. Thank you, Undertaker. Thank you, Triple H. And that is Trash Talk for the week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Trash Talk Pod underscore, as well as Instagram and TikTok. You can also go to our website, TrashTalkPod.com. And uh, any last words, Eric? Uh, yeah, I got one last word. Luis, I fucking love you. Happy birthday, Mia. I don't, know, I don't know if he wants me to cut that or not, but we'll find out. Uh, thanks for listening. Rate 100,000 stars. Um, we'll be back to next week with Morbius, more than likely as well as Moon Knight Episode 3. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night.